welcome. I'm Pastor Vince, and this is Applying God's Word, a Bible teaching podcast to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. This is episode 20, titled, Loving Your Enemies. For many of us, this is a tall order. So let's look at what the Lord was meaning when he told us to love our enemies. Matthew 5, verses 43 through 45. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Then in Proverbs 25, 21, we read, If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. I'm sure we all agree that Christ wants us to resist the impulse to pay someone back in the same way they hurt us, but to love that person can seem to be the hard part. Jesus' command to his disciples to love their enemies follows immediately on his words, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. You shall love your neighbor is a quotation from the Old Testament law. It is what Jesus elsewhere referred to as the second of the two great commandments. In Leviticus 19 verse 18, we read, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. On this command to love your neighbor as yourself, and with this companion verse in Deuteronomy 6 verse 5, you shall love the Lord your God, which Jesus calls the great and first commandment. I think many of us get caught up in our own definition of the word neighbor as much as our own definition of the word love with all its sentimental associations. The love, agape, of which the law and gospel alike speak of, is a very practical attitude. 1 John 3.18 Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Love to one's neighbor is expressed by giving him a helping hand in whatever he needs. Jesus says the same thing about loving our enemy. Remember the Good Samaritan. Our feelings towards an enemy are not the important thing. But if we think we should develop more Christian feelings towards an enemy, then Jesus points the way when he says to pray for those who persecute you in Matthew 5, 44. Putting this injunction into practice assures us that persistence in prayer for someone whom you don't like, however much it goes against the grain to begin with, brings about a remarkable change in attitude. The best way to destroy an enemy is to turn him into a friend. The Apostle Paul, who, in this regard, as in many others, reproduces the teaching of Jesus and sums it up by saying in Romans 12:21, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In Proverbs 24:17, we are told, Do not gloat when your enemy falls. When they stumble, do not let your heart rejoice. He reinforces this further by quoting Proverbs 25, 21 through 22. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, 
Give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. You will reap burning coals on his head. However this ancient practice was done, it is believed that the outcome was the same as to repay evil with good in order to make one's enemy repent. We need the Holy Spirit's help here. If we try to love our enemies apart from the help of God, it will not be true love, and it will only be a matter of time before we start hating them again. So what Jesus is telling us is hard, but it's not impossible. And it's necessary because ultimately he is inviting us not only to forgiveness and charity, but to something else, freedom and happiness. So you have heard that it was said, and you have heard that it was said to you by Jesus, who wants you to be happy. We can only love our enemies by trusting God to help us. May we continue to live by faith and trust in Jesus Christ and love and pray for our enemies. May the Holy Spirit encourage you and guide you through the Word of God, and may your life reflect your love for Christ and your desire to apply His Word.